0: This is the SFF Audio Podcast. Hi, I'm Jesse. Hello, I'm Paul. And I'm Scott.
1: And I am Fred, son of Garrow. (laughs) (laughs)
2: we're going to talk about used bookstores this is a topic episode that means uh we spend a lot of time researching usually a lifetime up to this point and then uh we talk about that subject so used bookstores as opposed to regular bookstores um so i i don't know if you guys when you're doing your massive research for this um, thought about the difference, but I, I was thinking about the difference. I, it wasn't on the front burner because that'd be too much work, but it was definitely on the back burner in my mind. What What's the difference between a used bookstore and a new bookstore?
3: Well, in
1: Ann Arbor, the difference is not the price. I can tell you, it's kind of shocking when you go into a place like Don Treader, which is I would describe that as the flagship used bookstore of Ann Arbor. And by the way, our dear friend, um, Brian, um, oh, his last name is... Alexander? Yeah, of course, Brian Alexander. When he was a graduate student at U of M, he uh, worked there. Oh, did he? Yeah. So he and I have that uh, uh, knowledge of Don Trader Bookshop uh, in common. But um, the prices are always... I mean, it's it's hilarious. You'll find some old ancient paperback that, you know, the price is on there, you know, 75 cents or something. Right. And they're selling it for like $6 or something. Sure. So. Uh, That's but, si- uh, six American dollars? Jesus Christ. Yeah. That's a lot of <laughs> yeah. money.
0: Oh, oh, you have no what other dollars are there? (laughs) (laughs)
1: There They're dollars and dollars.
3: (laughs) Dollars. Way way back in the day, I went into a used bookstore and they had a then rare because it hadn't been reprinted in 30 years, copy of Jack Vance's The Dying Earth, a little little paperback Mm -hmm. for 30 bucks. Wow. I I did not buy that at the time because I thought that was maybe a bit too much rich for my blood. And eventually they've they've reprinted the Dying Earth story, so I didn't need to do that. But yes, used bookstores does not necessarily mean cheap. But to answer your question, Jesse, a used bookstore specializes in stock that has already been sold and and sold back to another store, whereas a news used new bookstore gets it gets their books primarily from publishers, but then you get hybrids which have both.
2: Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I thought you were stealing my thunder reading the Wikipedia, the very, very, very short. No,
3: Wikipedia I I, entry I even <laughs> helped, on no, I <laughs> it.
2: I'm going to just read that because it is only two paragraphs long, and then we'll see if we disagree with any of this. Um, I I I assume that there wasn't, or there either wouldn't be a Wikipedia entry for this, um, or it would be massive, and mo- both of my predictions are wrong. So I'll just <laughs> read this here. Used bookstores. Excuse me. Used bookstores buy and sell used books and out-of-print books. A range of titles is available in used bookstores, including print and out-of-print books. <laughs> Book collectors tend to frequent used bookstores. <laughs> Large online bookstores offer used books for sale, too. Individuals wishing to sell their used books using online bookstores agree to terms outlined by the bookstores. For example, paying the online bookstores a pre a predetermined commission once the books have sold. Used bookstores can range in size, offering from several hundred to several hundred thousand of titles. They may be brick and mortar stores, internet only stores, or a combination of both. A book town is located where numerous bookstores are located and serve as the town's main attraction to tourists. That is a very terrible Wikipedia entry. Um, Who wrote that? I don't know, but there are no citations, right? Um... Some of the sentences are grammatically questionable. Um, and, uh, the only thing of value really is that, uh, that idea there of a book town. Um, now this seems to be a much more common thing in my experience in the UK. Um, maybe mm-hmm. it's available in other European countries, but I don't, I don't think there's a lot um, also, of American book towns. Are there
3: well, also, also Paris. I would say, like, the left isn't the like the left bank is where all the booksellers are. So,
2: I would say a book district, yeah, for sure. And I think you see that in uh, like London, they'll have a whole street
1: full of a booksellers, booksellers book yeah. Sellers, yeah. So, book town refers to a, a district or a neighborhood, then uh, where the bookstores book are. Town is that
2: Town or village with. Many used books or antiquarian bookstores. These stores, as well as literary festivals, attract bibliophile tourists. Some of oh, okay. towns are members of the wow. International uh, Organization of Booktowns. Towns.
0: So there, if you click on that, mm-hmm. uh, there's a Wikipedia entry on Booktown. Yeah, and, and there's a list, and uh, there's one in Minnesota.
3: Interesting. Stillwater,
0: Stillwater, Minnesota?
3: Interesting. Yeah, Stillwater is to the east of me. I've never actually been to that booktown, so I don't know where that booktown actually is. That's a very good... Now now I feel like... That I've sounds known. like you have
0: a trek. It sounds
3: like mm-hmm. I have a trek. Like, what booktown is there in Stillwater? <laughs> take water. your camera. In I, Hobart, I, I mean, New York? Well, obviously, obviously I would take my camera. I mean, Stillwater's got the the famous lift bridge, and it's got, it's got lots of craft breweries, including a root beer brewery, but I didn't know about the booktown, so mm-hmm. I'm going to have to go investigate that after this episode. Although not today, it's snowing and yucky. (laughs) I I will put it on my to-do list.
0: Excellent. Oh,
3: there's
2: one in Sydney on Vancouver Island. Nice. I've never been there, so now I need to go to Sydney. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Okay, I guess we can wrap up the podcast, huh?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Solve that problem?
2: But
3: be (laughs) gone. That's right.
0: Okay. So Yeah, I'm I'm suffering. uh, uh, I'm in a town, well... There is one used bookstore, but it's um, a religious one. <laughs> um, used religious books? <laughs> <laughs> used religious books. You know, I'm, I'm done Utah, with this religion. I'm not, book slam. Book slam. <laughs> I'm in Utah, and books? I'm not a member of the predominant religion here. So um, it's not a religious bookstore that caters to my religion. So, um, But there is no uh, other used bookstore in town. There's no place that I go to like I used to. Um, I have to travel to Salt Lake City, and there's a really good one in Salt Lake City.
2: Now, uh, here's a question for you, Paul. Uh, Paul, Scott, because um, hmm. you've used it a lot. I don't know if it's even still in operation, and does it qualify? Paperback swap, is that a used bookstore?
0: Um, Well, it's it's not a store in that there's no buying and selling going on. Right. Um, So what it is, it's a collective... It's it's a really cool idea. You just take your paperbacks and you put them out there. And then um, when someone orders one from you, you pay the postage to ship it. And then you get a credit where you can select anybody else's. And then they ship it for no cost to you. So it's not a store. It's a, it's a trading. It's a trading post. Yeah. Yeah. Paperbackswap.com. And I go on there a lot. And it's not just for paperbacks, even though that's... No, it's not. It's not. But that's the name of it. Yeah. Paperback swap.
2: But it's for books and audiobooks. Oh, it says DVDs. Is that right?
0: CDs? Yeah, there's a DVD swap site and a CD swap site as well that are separate from there. But they seem to be owned by the same people.
2: It's a, it's, it's It looks like an old-fashioned website, but... Um, yeah. Uh... I, I, I guess uh, the reason I thought this would be a good idea for a show is because uh, I remember when I was young and poor, and I'm still pretty young and s- still poor, that uh, I would go to a used bookstore and delight in a way that I couldn't delight in a regular bookstore. Mm-hmm. And I think there's two reasons for that. One is the selection is radically different. Um, and Second, um, the prices were radically lower.
3: I got a story about this. Okay. So so gr- growing up in uh, Staten Island, my, my older brother frequented a used bookstore and would get stuff for me called Barrett Book Trader. Now Barrett Book Trader for a while had a policy where you could just where you could get bring a book in for credit and get a card for any other kind of book in the store. So what my brother would do is my, my my mother who loved to read like romance novels and true crime and stuff would buy those books from the bookstore and he would bring them back and he would trade them for science fiction books. Good trade. And then he would and then he would I would, I would he did this so much that the store changed the policy that <laughs> science fiction books could only be traded for other science fiction books. You couldn't <laughs> cross trade. Yes, he yeah. romance, the system.
2: <laughs> romance <laughs> books are of incredibly low value.
1: <laughs> so, so,
3: yeah, they, he he figured out how to hack it and it was to our be- all our benefit until yeah. they changed it.
1: I believe but there are some women who read uh, romance novels voraciously and they will, they will you know, go to a used bookstore with, say, a dozen romance novels and then leave with a, a different dozen romance Absolutely. novels. And then they paid, you know, they got a certain credit and then they paid. And so for them... It's almost like um, a used bookstore is is a, a lending library mm-hmm. with feeds mm-hmm. yeah. rather than a, a store, per se.
0: Yeah, that, yeah in fact, I, uh, just to underline what Fred just said, Audible just came out with a subscription service only for the romance titles. Huh. It's That's like, you know, we'll give you, we'll give you a set price and you can get as many as you want. <laughs> but it's only for romance.
3: Interesting.
0: It's a... Mm-hmm. Very
2: different kind of category, isn't it? I, it is. Yeah. I, I, now, I don't frequent, uh, used bookstores like I used to, mostly because they're all gone. There's, uh, there are one in my neighboring city I haven't been to yet, um, that opened up, I think it was late, late last year. Um, and I, I keep meaning to go, but it's not on my regular, you know, milk run sort of thing.
1: But well, like, Jesse, you're in the metropolitan area, though, aren't right? you? Know, I mean,
2: well, I'm in, I'm in, you know, I'm in the suburbs. So there is one in Vancouver that I, I do go to that I, I quite like. But my regular books, bookshop used to be <laughs> on the same street as my comic bookshop. Uh-huh. And also on the same street as the bottle depot. And the thing is, is from my youth, uh, not having a job as a very young whippersnapper, I had no money. <laughs> So I would return bottles and then take that money and go to the comic book store and then eventually take that money, go to the comic book store and the uh, used bookstore. So I got all things done at the same time, you know. Mm. And uh you could take, you know, a trunk load or uh, whatever and get enough money to get at least something great at the comic book store, something great at the used bookstore. Uh, but the last one that I... Uh, had as a regular, you know, weekly, if not faster um, or more frequent place was uh, called Jolly Old Books in Port Moody. And uh, he closed, uh, moved to uh, farther away, to White Rock, quite far away, because um, it's not great out here for traffic. It's, you know, used bookstores, I think, are just in massive decline. And I think that's in part because of high real estate prices. But also in part because uh, a lot of people are switching to audiobooks, um, <laughs> which makes it harder to uh, use books. But I think well, let was, me let me tell you realistic. about that.
1: Um, there's a uh, ancient used bookstore in Ann Arbor called David's Books, which is uh, if I I hope I'm not getting this screwed up, but I believe that was the the bookstore that had the famous was next to the famous mural that was painted on the brick wall in, on a uh, building right down in, in the uh, student district in Ann Arbor. And it, it was this mural kind of ugly actually, but it was like, you know, like hookers and politicians that had been around so long that it had acquired a certain, uh, you know, respectability mm-hmm. and it had, um, <laughs> mm-hmm. Edgar Allan Poe and, um, three or four other authors. I don't remember who they were. And, um, David's books. Uh, I think their logo actually played off that mural. But um, then they, then I had found out they had moved because the rent was getting too high right mm-hmm. there on campus, a few blocks away. And then they sort of disappeared. Well, I looked them up on. Uh, I look. I looked up bookstores on uh, uh, Google Maps today, and sure enough, I remembered. Oh yeah, they had moved out. You know, out. Uh, basically to the edge of town. Mm-hmm. And so they're still there. Uh, but I I used to go to, to them periodically and and you know now if if you're just wandering around town, sure you might pop in, but uh, now you, it's a destination. Yes, you it know, has you have to be a destination. Decide.
2: That's right.
1: You have to decide, okay, we are getting in the car now and going to David's books. I don't believe I've ever been to their new location.
2: Yeah, it's a very marginal business. So I, uh, that jolly old, right? I used to have a store across the street. And one of the reasons we uh, had to move and close is because uh, it was a gift shop, um, is because the rents were out of control. Um, mm-hmm. And then the other thing that kills used bookstores is chain bookstores um, <laughs> and uh, Walmart. Walmart and Costco. When Costco became the co- competition for, for, um, for selling copies of Harry Potter, that yeah, was really, that was a, really that was hard,
0: horrible. right? Really that hard. It was horrible. It was like you know the 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 regular bookstores sell all their other titles, and mm-hmm. then they give the boon to Costco and stuff. That was rough.
2: And Costco, so yeah. I was just at Costco yesterday. I bought two books
3: there.
0: Did you? I bought books
3: at Costco?
0: I bought books at Costco. As a matter of fact, in in the town that I live, in Logan, Utah, we had a Borders. And um, my family and I went to the Harry Potter party for the last two books. So we were there at midnight to buy our copy of Harry Potter. Super great memories. My kids were uh, fairly young. And um, now it doesn't exist. It's gone. So we don't even actually have a regular bookstore in this town either. Um, you know how how horrible it is for me that I have to drive an hour to uh, uh, Barnes and Noble
3: (laughs) I I, I am blessed, Uh Minneapolis-St. Paul is a very literary community community yeah. i have yeah. i have a barnes and noble only a few miles from me there are numerous used bookstores including wow. one of the flagship science fiction bookstores which is combination new and used They have lots of used mm. sta- stuff that's that's uncle hugo's That's
0: great that's great See, and in, it, in in hugo sorry go ahead
3: yeah and there's majors and quinn which is a general you new bookstore although they have some antiquarian stuff they used to and this is where the 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 whole rent is, is they used to have a remainder slash used bookstore in the middle of downtown. Mm. And I used to go there when I worked downtown, I, I just, after work, I would pop over to the used majors in Quinn store. And I came across like stuff like British titles. They pulled came from overseas that weren't published in the U S yet. Right. That's
0: right. great. That's great.
3: But then they closed it because the rents were too high. It's like, mm-hmm. so yeah, even here in Minneapolis, St. Paul, you can't escape that economic, uh, uh, I was just doing some research on this uh, Booktown in Stillwater and most of the bookstores are closed. There's two left now in wow. the booktown. So, yeah, so booktown is, isn't so much anymore. It's a it's a,
2: it's a phenomenon that I think flourished um, you know, basically after books became available, right? People read their books and then because they have value, they sell them. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but I saw at Jolly, you know, Jolly Old Books across the street every day. Um, if I'm on my break or I'm after work or I'm not working that day, but I have to go in, I would go into the used bookstore across the street and, uh, see what's going on. And I would see the, I, I've never worked at a used bookstore. I've sold, I've sold books, but I've never used, worked at a used bookstore, but I was there seeing the operation and how it works. So, I, I just want to get this out because I, I figure in a 100 years somebody's going to be saying, what was that phenomenon? And they're going to go look at the Wikipedia entry that's so <laughs> shitty and not be able to understand this phenomenon the way uh, we have as people who have experienced it. So um, the guy who ran uh, Jolly Old Books, for example, his name was Terry, um, he would have customers come in with stacks of books and they would sell them to him. He would look at them over and eye them and be very excited about some of them and not want to take a lot of the other ones. And he would do his best to negotiate a price that uh, would allow him to make a profit on the books. And then uh, the people would usually say, fine, whatever, <laughs> and be disappointed if he didn't want to take all of them because they're trying to clear out somebody's old books. Somebody died right. or somebody is trying to you know, cut down on the number of books they have, and they're just trying to get rid of this pile of stuff, right? Um, right. But his job was not just to buy books and put them on the shelf, because uh, every good used bookstore I've been to, uh, basically it's full, right? It's always full. Stuff and, to the gills. To the yeah, now. and yes. I mean, it can be dangerous, in fact, with boxes <laughs> yes. on the floor, in the aisles. Um, and... And the thing is, is the way I always think of that kind of store is that they they don't tend to be chains. They tend to be a guy buying himself a job, right? And he's usually guys, is my experience. There's some dude who really likes books and he thinks, I hate working at McDonald's or wherever it is he works. I'd love to uh, work in a used bookstore. I mean, this is kind of a dream, right? <sighs> Imagine
0: all the books <laughs> and,
2: and your wife isn't mad because you don't keep them at home. You keep them at your hobby store, right? Where you work and you don't get paid very well because you just make money on the profits, but you take in books, you get to see everything and you sell books. And,
1: and that, and by way, the way, by yes. the way, almost according to Brian Alexander, almost all the profit comes from the rare book side. Of the absolutely. Business. Absolutely. Yep. And
2: and the thing is is uh you know if you go in enough the owner knows exactly what you're looking for right um mm-hmm. so I've been going to the same comic book store forever and um I resisted for a very long time but he eventually he the guy who runs my local comic book store he said I'm Jesse I want to give you a box you know a subscription box where I just put your stuff in because you coming in every week it's it'd be better for me if you just did it my way. Because <laughs> I just wanna I wanna pick off the shelf, you know. Um and I don't wanna be committed to whatever goes in my box. Um but the thing is is the people, you know, as a seller, you've got customers, you can sort of tell what is gonna sell, and that's your job is to sort of guess what your customers want. And they don't want as many romance novels as you get, so you have to get rid of those, right? Dump them, uh garbage them, however way way to go. But you want to stock your shelves and have a lot of variety, and you also want to have lots of – like, for example, when I went into Terry's uh, store, um, the Philip K. Dick section was basically empty. Right, you go to the P in the science fiction, and there was no Philip K. Dick. There, or I guess it would be the D. It'd be
3: the D section. Right. I um. Yes.
2: <laughs> you got the. No wonder he had none. Okay.
3: So <laughs> for me, it's
1: Ballard that I can never. Find yeah, Ballard.
2: Ballard look. is. Yeah. There,
1: although. There was lots
2: of Asimov. Although, right. There was always lots yeah. of Asimov. There was a but, little but, bit of Clark. But there was... uh, anything
1: that was mass-produced, it's just gonna be, you know, they'll right. get more than they want. But the other problem with Ballard is I, I always have to check in the science fiction and then the regular literary novel section. And but either way, sure. I never find what I'm looking for. But
2: uh, the thing is, is what's interesting about a used books bookstore is is it's not representative of what is being put out that week or that month or that year, mm-hmm. right? When you go mm-hmm. in there. You're seeing books from before you were born. And that is a bizarre phenomenon if you only ever go to new bookstores because you go to the new bookstore and today you go look for Clark or Asimov. You're going to have a hard time. Go look for Heinlein. You might have a hard time. I've been there. i looked and it's like, oh, man, they have two (laughs) Heinlein novels. That's crazy. Because when I went to a used bookstore, I would I mean, that's how I got all the Heinlein novels. Right. I wasn't yeah. alive as they came out in paperback, Jesus Christ. No no chance of that. The only way to get a uh, a decent book collection was by going into the store and seeing what they had and saying, "Oh, I read this author. I didn't know he had another book out." And then sometimes you'd get tricked cuz they'd have like a UK publication, you get The Rolling Stones and Space Family Stone and say, "Ah, oh, they must be sequels." Nope. <laughs> There's the same book with two different titles, right? Uh, two different covers. That, that idea of collecting, uh, your collection and figuring out, you know, what books you, you will have read. It was almost exclusively for me, not through the new bookstore. It was almost exclusively through the used bookstore. So I'm very concerned, um, that this phenomenon is, is, in decline. Obviously, it will never ever disappear as long as there are books. Right? Because people... Will...
1: Hasn't it bottomed out? Isn't that what they're saying now? That ebooks and Amazon have kind of peaked?
2: I I would guess that
3: uh, until... Uh, in... There is st- there is stuff about that that e-readers aren't selling as much and ebooks aren't quite as selling as what people There's thought. There's a new
2: thing coming, though. I just saw it yesterday. In, in 2020, they're coming out with e-ink with color It the color's not perfect it's not vibrant but it has black and it has red and it has blue and it has yellow and it's an e-ink screen so I've been waiting for that myself uh, comic I, books? Uh, comic books sure but even just illustrated illustrated uh, like I have thousands and thousands of PDFs and a lot of them are in color
1: so, yeah, not to mention uh, the a book covers when when you sure. when they appear on the list on your Kindle and they're pretty small, and those artists have to work very hard to get those to read clearly and to stand out, you know, to pop in the black and white version because mm-hmm. of course they're mainly thinking about the color version, but they do look kind of dull. So there yeah, on the black and white but page. If
2: the technology changes, um, the thing is, is I don't think once once we get into the you know once once you have a copy of the pdf or the podcast feed i was just talking about how podcasts are actually in more danger of disappearing than the newspapers are because <laughs> right as as you are listening to a podcast what happens to the file right it doesn't get archived on your shelf doesn't have to be dealt with by tape being taken to a store it just auto deletes right mhm and so mm. what happens to podcasts from 20, 2005 and six and seven? And anything prior to 2011 is pretty much not there unless it's just the owner still alive and hosting the files determinedly. I, I know Tony C. Smith. Um, he lost a whole bunch of his earliest uh, starship sofa episodes because he wasn't super diligent about, you know, saving them. Yeah. And that that phenomena means that uh you know with artificial scarcity of actual physical objects we actually have the ability to preserve them in old barns in old silos right in old apartment buildings and and they're protected from mold slightly and they're protected from water slightly. But uh with with this phenomena of people going to audiobooks going to ebooks and just not having the ability to sell their used books i think the 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 used bookstores are in danger um it's an endangered species right um and they have great value that i think um it's almost like mm-hmm. if you wanted to preserve your uh, this this great species you would have to like ha- say um rent control for for <laughs> a certain amount of space in every city uh for a used bookstore street something like that. And obviously mm-hmm. it would be scammed because people would do that. Mm-hmm. But um there's there's also a mix, you know, stores that have mixes. So like for example,
0: um you guys ever been to Powell's in uh
2: I've not Oregon? been to
3: Pacific Northwest, yeah. so no. Sadly. I've been
0: I've been to a Powell's. Yeah. Um we we used to have one called Hastings as well. Mm-hmm. Hastings also closed, but it was it was like half bookstore, half used bookstore mm-hmm. and half <laughs> the, it was a lot of things. So <laughs> um but it had DVDs and uh CDs and it's a uh, media warehouse yeah, basically pretty much right? media yeah and, but it was also it was new and used. You know as you're as you're talking about that, you know uh when I think about the whole used bookstore thing and how instrumental it was in my youth um and in my love of science fiction mm. I thought about, you know, I came to science fiction pretty much alone. Um, A lot of people, you know, like had a a dad or or an uncle uncle or somebody who had lots of books. And I didn't have that. Um, I kind of came to it, I think, probably through Star Trek and things. And that led to a Star Trek novel, which led to uh, the used bookstore where now I could see all the other things. And as as a kid, I remember uh, begging my parents to take me to the bookworm is yeah. what it was called in, in Idaho falls, Idaho. And, uh, when I, uh, was old enough to ride my bike, which probably 10 or 12, um, cause it was a pretty long trek across town. But I remember going to the used bookstore. That was my day. I would go there absolutely, and I would look at every single book <laughs> and I mean, I just loved it. It was just like going through the whole thing. And that's how I learned what science fiction was, right? Mm-hmm. And what belongs there, you know, because they had a science fiction section in the library, which I also frequented. The, there was no science fiction section. The, they was mixed the up selection again. at a library
2: is in my library, usually yeah, way worse
0: yeah. than what
1: the selection was that I use Bookstore, yeah, which is incredible. Like,
2: but that, right. is that that,
1: because that's because librarians, librarians are a self-selected? I think so. Yeah. I think <laughs> so. Yeah, the literary side. But yeah. also paperback was right? in the
0: general fiction section under A. <laughs> yeah,
1: but also yeah. the
2: paperback issue. So the th- yeah. when I oh, think yeah. about a used bookstore, I don't think about hardcovers at all.
0: I only think no, about paperback. Yeah, it's usually paperback. But but things would happen. I have I have such clear memories of a few things. You know, one of them was um looking at Dragonflight by Anne McCaffrey. And having a, a man who kind of walked up to me and he said, uh, Anne McCaffrey has never written a bad novel. And <laughs> oh. I, I, I bought it, you know, and I, of course, I loved it. <laughs> thought it was great, you know, because I didn't know who, who she was, you know. So uh, for me, it was always a random picking. Maybe at that point, picking. it was true. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and so I think that I, I didn't have a lot of uh, growing up, you know, I, I was like Edgar Rice Burroughs. I loved Asimov. I loved Clark. Um, but I never got into Heinlein, you know, Mm uh, these are things I came to later because I didn't know Mm -hmm. these were the things that interested me as I looked in that. I remember, uh, Tanith Lee, Mm -hmm. um, which was kind of a a different one. Um, and then various fantasy novels. Um, I remember also very clearly finding the stand by Stephen King and being so excited by that. Mm That was a paperback. And, um, But but, yeah, I I, I was (laughs) there all the time, um, and it was not close. It it was if I was riding a bike, it was probably you know a forty-five minute ride, Mm
1: -hmm. and
0: um, I did all the time.
2: No, I uh, I would spend literally hours in a new bookstore if if I was if I was able to or permitted to. And uh, dudes, I've been scanning like a madman for years, right? mm -hmm. Um, and I'm I i have not cut (laughs) down. On a lot of the books I have that are sitting in now in bins, you know, just <laughs> waiting for for the copyrights to expire. <laughs> I, and and this like is after washer.
1: well, they're, they're uh, sitting there quaking in fear. <laughs> uh, Jesse's razor yeah. will come for them. Well, yeah, yeah but
2: so. but also uh, it's because I, I I'm thinking about like all the hours I put in. In those, I mean, I haven't read all of them, right? Of course, nobody, you you buy more books than you read, but all the hours I put into finding those books was paid off in time reading those books. Um, and then you, after you finish reading it, you have it. And you, Mm -hmm. and I, I mean, Scott, you went through this whole phase where you were, uh, I want to say downgrading, it's not the right word, downsizing, Mm -hmm. right? Getting rid of stuff. And yeah.
0: uh, there was a. I was yeah. There was a point at which I was going to go all digital. I thought it was going to be great, and it wasn't long till I realized, man, I just love a, a room with books in it. Yeah, it's it's and, nice and and and, and uh, the, this speaks to it too. It's like the the way people find books now is different than it was then. Sure, you know. For me to go to a used bookstore and looking for something specific like, say, Childhood's End by Arthur C. Clarke. I hope mm-hmm. they have that, right? Mm-hmm. I get there and I look at that. Well, now I get to look at everything that's around it. Yeah,
3: and know? they don't have Childhood's and, and that's, End. And that doesn't have... really
0: happen. How does that happen on uh, Amazon or or and, anywhere and, else?
3: Yeah, yeah. Amazon
2: it, it's a completely different
0: experience, crap. right? It's yeah, a different it, experience completely. You don't run across things the same way. Okay. Now it's, I think, like, I think uh, people, people find books... Uh, through reviews twitter posts um mm-hmm. somebody you like read something and they they said hey this is a good one you know that's how people are finding them now but uh back then it, there was none of that so you'd go to a bookshelf and you'd see what's next to what and it is can that you
2: like open it up and look yeah. at, at what oh shit this got this got a map in it
0: right right Uh,
2: or uh it's got a cast of characters or look at the massive appendix on this thing why why does it have that um and then you say oh this is book two in a series oh okay well i guess i'll 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 look for book one and then you look around and you ask the owner and they say Mm -hmm. oh you know what i just got a new box in here let's have a look and they open Mm -hmm. it up and there there there's a First copy of
0: Dune. Right? That was always awesome. yeah. Dune,
2: <laughs> love it. And yep. uh, you know, uh, the thing is, is once you read Dune, you're in another used bookstore, and you're saying, you know what? That's a different cover.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you end up with two <laughs> copies of Dune. <laughs> and right. and uh, and I do love a good book cover. That experience. I really, I love them. Fact, of, my my screensaver at work is book covers. That experience it's- of
2: of going into the bookstore, not knowing that a book exists. Right. As opposed to going onto the internet looking for a book you heard about or, but go onto the shelf and you're going through the A's and you, you, you pass, uh, Asimov and then you're in the B's and you, you gotta, oh shit, there's a Bryn, oh, a Benford, oh, who's this guy? Bester. <laughs> oh
1: Absolutely. my God.
0: Yeah, is, and I, I mean, you're, you're saying that. I can almost see it. You know, I remember they always had horse clan novels at the very beginning. Right. right Adams right, right. was his name, I think. Sure. Do you remember horse clan? Yeah. I don't know if you ever.
3: I, I remember the horse clan. Novel. Yeah.
0: So, I mean, but those were always there. There was always like five of them. And then, you know, I, I, I seriously got to know those shelves really well.
2: Yeah. And you sort of know, uh, looking at it, you say, oh, this is not good. It's all William Gibson here, which means mm-hmm. it's all modern stuff. What, what happened to the old stuff, right? And yeah. and, and then they start to get into the trade paperbacks and, you know, oh, this is not a good bookstore. <laughs> because mm-hmm. it has the wrong size of books, right, yeah. um, right. for what you're collecting. And and yeah. seriously, the paperback is the experience. I know there are other kinds of books that use the bookstore, but not for me.
0: Yeah, in the sci- <laughs> in the science fiction realm, yeah, the paperback was it.
2: And they, yep. they all and you, can find, you can
0: find anything that you want now on the internet, you know, through Amazon or whatever, anything. You have to know However what you're overall, looking for. You just have to know what you're looking for. That, right? it's, that
2: is the difference, right? And so, mm-hmm. yeah, somebody somebody mentions this uh, cool book you would never heard of. You know, I never heard of uh, William Pope Hodgson uh, and House on the <laughs> Borderlands. I may have seen it in a bookstore, but it didn't catch my eye. But I just don't think it was there. Right? Mm-hmm. I do not think it physically existed in any of the stores that I looked at, because I would have seen a pig man on the cover and said, what the hell is this? And then I would have read the back cover and say, this sounds really weird and cool. Oh, it's written a long time ago. I don't like those. Something like that, right? Um, yeah. That would have been my experience. But sometimes the books just didn't exist for you, right? They didn't exist until suddenly they popped into your existence. And that popping in, I mean... This is how you collect Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy books, right? Is yeah. You're, you, you find, oh, the restaurant at the end of the universe. What's this? <laughs>
0: right? right. <laughs> that sounds
2: good. And then you start reading it, and it's a comedy.
0: Right, right. Yeah, for that one, I, I remember that one specifically. Um, that one was being passed around my high school. Um, so that's how I was introduced to Hitchhikers. Um, but, yeah. Yep, exactly.
1: Did Can you, we talk about... Go ahead. Um, Can we change the subject slightly? Because to me, the the experience of the small town used bookstore is vastly different than the Mm -hmm. big city or the the college town uh, experience. And the reason I was complaining uh, at the beginning about the prices at Don Treader being high and also the fact that the other problem is uh, in a place like Ann Arbor, the people are picking over the books mm-hmm. and grabbing the good stuff. I have had some of the, all of my really, really great used bookstore experiences have been in these little towns where some, somebody, you know, who knows why that particular town has a used bookstore. It's usually in a, you know, crappy little storefront or warehouse. And you find, all of these wonderful books uh you know i i don't mean to be mean spirited but you know there's just going to be less fewer people going into that bookstore yeah no that's exactly uh, why it's so well stocked you know yeah and you can find all kinds of classics <clears throat> excuse me and um almost every time i have discovered a small town bookstore i have gone in there and was able to grab a half dozen books within minutes of stuff
3: that I couldn't find at, mm-hmm. at the trip. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, the the,
0: the
3: the the old the old hunting hunting the the used bookstores hoping that they had stuff that other people hadn't picked over was a long and prideful thing on my part even in a big city like New York City because there was plenty of bookstores so you are like hunting like oh maybe they'll have it here because no one's found it yet sort yeah. of Right. So, so, so sort of uh, book archaeology is like oh, here's a here's a copy of it, here's a co- here's a copy of Elizabeth Wiley. It's out of print. Hooray, sort of thing. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, it was it was a fun it was a fun thing to do on my part back when there were so many book used bookshows around, and you could go from one to one, looking, looking and hunting and, and encountering things you didn't expect on the way as you you're you're searching through the. Du- Zelazny, yeah, yeah, you're looking through the disease for Zelazny, and you, you bump <laughs> into the W's and Gene Wolfe all of a sudden like, well, who's this? <laughs> sort, of,
1: sort
3: of approach. So they, I went through... Oh, go ahead.
0: No, I, I was going to say, I, I grew up in Idaho Falls, Idaho, which has got to be that small town. I mean, it's not super small, maybe 50,000 people, um, but it had a smaller used bookstore. And then I went to college in Tucson, and Tucson had a place called Bookman's, which was just glorious. And I went in there, you know, and their science fiction section was huge. And it was all used. I mean, it was just awesome and amazing. And then I learned that there was another Bookman's on the other side of town. So I had to go to that <laughs> one. <laughs> you know, so sometimes I'd spend a Saturday just going to both of those um, for no particular reason. You know, it's, it's just like I just wanted to go and, and look. You know, it's not like as a college student, I'm looking for things to read. Um <laughs> But I I would buy them and never get to them, you know, in college. Um, But, uh, man, I loved them. But, yeah, but the the experience is totally different. Like Fred says, a college town used bookstore is completely a different thing.
2: So uh, I was saying, you know, there's no used bookstore nearby for me anymore. There's one in Vancouver. I go there usually once a year, uh, Pulp Fiction Books. And their method is pretty interesting so they, they do focus on paperbacks. They have a lot of other stuff, too. They have a lot of graphic novels. They're very savvy in marketing uh, to, you know, the people who come in once a year, um, having lots of stock and not having lots of duplicates. Um, and they have, you know, uh, low prices for some and high prices for others being, you know, trying to maximize profit but also keep people coming back. You know, if you go in there and everything's way overpriced, you're never going to go back in there. But um one of the f- f- phenomena I heard about that they do is basically they buy their, they don't do the, the regular method, which is wait for people who have big cook, book collections to come in and get rid of them, or the estate coming in trying to sell everything, right? Rather, what they do is they actually go on, uh raiding parties basically they go they go into the states <laughs> and they go to all those small town bookstores that fred was talking about and they buy up stock and then yeah, yeah. they bring them back and they sell them and there's they've turned into a chain you know there's uh i think at least three branches in vancouver and you know when a bookstore goes in to buy books from a another bookstore, they know exactly what they're looking for right They have these kind of customers we need the, more of these less of that you dump yeah. all those romance novels we're not going to take any of those so it's kind of um it's kind of picking over the bones of other <laughs> other stores other oh, stores but. Oh, oh, but they're still uh, providing somehow providing the same stock that I'm looking for, right? Which so I'm not against it, even though it's kind of scary in the sense.
3: Uh, we have been talking about chains. I completely forgot about to talk about half price books, which I guess is not anywhere near. It's a where, remainder uh, book
2: store, right? Is it- it,
3: it, it? it is mostly a remainder book store, although they do sell. Uh, do they buy and sell used books? Because I've sold books to oh. them now and again. Interesting, but it it is like maybe fifty fifty ha- remainders and 50, and uh, and used books, and so 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 I I every so there's one relatively near me. So every so often I'll go in and look at, look around the shelves and see if there's anything interesting or or, or catches my, catches my eye. So. Yeah, this I mean I just did a search. There's like a hundred of these stores in the United States. I didn't realize there were so many.
2: I've never been to one. I, I of course have bought things from them online, I think, but that was years ago. Um there is a related phenomenon and it's still active and I'm still participating in it, and that is thrift shops, right? So a thrift shop is essentially a used bookstore with other stuff in it too. <laughs> Charity bookshop, I think is what they call it in the in the UK often. Um, there's like uh, Value Village is sort of a chain that does this, right? And of course they have pricing based not on the individual book, but on the usually on the original price of the book. Or by the pound, isn't it? Uh, well, it depends, <laughs> right? Um, and by the pound. So the uh, one of the thrift shops I go to, which is a charity one, um, has a policy of you know. The same price for every paperback and the same price for every hardcover. And maybe it's buy four, get one free or something like that. And as like I was saying to a student, can you believe I got these two books for 50 cents each? Right. Because, um, they're relatively common, you know, books that they go in on the shelf and, you know, it was a game of thrones first book and, uh, true blood's first book, which is dead until dark. Two HBO shows, right? (laughs) Because they get reprints and they're easy to find. But, um, going in there, I I haven't seen a Heinlein in, in that thrift shop, um, probably 10 years, right? And if it was, it was, it was, uh, one of those thick ones from the end. (laughs) Not not a great one. So the, the idea of, of the thrift shop as a, as a sort of subsidiary of used bookstores, I think is valid. But, uh, I also want to throw this idea out to you guys because when it first occurred to me and it first happened, it kind of blew up my mind and also blew up my, my, my home collection. I didn't know how to classify this. So I don't know when you first encountered them or if you've actually physically encountered them at all. But, uh, once I went this way, I couldn't, <laughs> it changed my book collecting completely. And that is, uh, Ace Doubles. Once you have an Ace Double, there's no way to file it in your book collection (laughs) because it'll have uh, John Brunner on one side and Marion Zimmer. Oh, no. Marion Zimmer Bradley, you could solve. Okay. It'll have John Brunner and Philip K. Dick. So you could put it between the Bs and the Ds, but then when you get one uh, with a guy whose last name is Stark and the other guy's first name or last name is... Is uh, and it starts with an A? You can't put it on your <laughs> bookshelf anymore, right? It doesn't fit, so you have to make a separate section for just Ace Doubles, and then you find out, oh shit, there's Torah Doubles too. So now you have a Torah Double section and an Ace Double section. And think of think of this is why libraries don't like paperbacks. Right? <laughs> uh, imagine you're a librarian and you get an Ace Double. How do you classify it? You have to pick a side, right? (laughs) You say this (laughs) is the dominant side. Well,
1: isn't it like typically you're only interested in one? Like I uh my copy of uh The Dragon Masters by Jack Vance, which was which had been on my two read list for a long time. I found it in the bookstore and it was an ace double. I don't even remember what was on the other side. And... Well, I,
0: I've got one in my hand right now. I'm going to go grab and it. I'll be right back. I've actually got Jack Vance, The Dragon Masters, on one side, and Jack Vance, The Last Castle, on
1: the other.
3: Oh, okay, that's a, well, that's a really nice combination. Isn't that nice? The Bobby Last Carver. Castle
1: is is one of his well-known... Yeah, well known. Yeah, they're read both it, but...
3: they're both excellent. Yeah, and yeah. They're, they're both about well, what one's what spoilers. One is one has humans uh, breeding one species, and one has other breeding humans. so that's a really nice thematic resonance between those two those two stories cool
0: <laughs> what yeah. did i miss i
3: <laughs> you, you missed i went to get my ace jack double vance.
0: yeah we were talking about jack vance i had that jack vance double Wh- which one have you got because i know there's more than one um I there's don't... an ace double with uh the dragon masters on one side and something else on the other
1: i'm I had that years ago. I'm pretty sure I probably I must have sold it back to a used bookstore, frankly.
0: Gotcha. You
1: gave up
2: an ace double?
1: I didn't, wasn't wow. that impressed. Dude. <laughs> I, I liked the Dragon Masters, but not the concept of a double. You're right. They are. They're they a they pain in the neck to, to they're not They're a nightmare.
2: Democrat. They're a nightmare, but they're so yeah. great because there's no back cover. There's just two books. So, all right. I've got a whole stack here. Listen to this. Here is Sea Siege by Andre Norton. This is F147. And on the other side, Eye of the Monster by Andre Norton, F147. And both of them have terrible monsters on each cover. You don't know which one to start with. It's so cool. <laughs> Lee Brackett, the nemesis from Terra. On the other side, Collision Course.
1: Robert I would pay Silverman. you lots of money for a, actually a Lee Bracket double because I think Lee Bracket is probably the greatest pulp master of the ball, and I have not read nearly enough of her stuff.
2: Let me see if I have any more.
0: How about all those Del Rey? Um, I've posted about those on Twitter before, but those Del Rey collections, the Best of, so they had a oh, Best sure. of Lee Bracket and really super great art on them.
2: You I've can put that under B for Best
0: right? What's that? You
2: can uh, so if it's by uh, so you're classifying on your own bookshelf. I don't want to turn this into Uh the uh, how how to make your library (laughs) show, but um, Uh when you're classifying it, you can put uh, you know best of in the section with that author, right? Maybe at the beginning.
0: I actually, I actually don't. They're all together. Oh really? All my all my Del Rey best ofs are in one little spot.
2: That's why you have to have two
0: copies. One for. One well, for each section of the- One properly, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, one alphabetical. Yeah, and I don't have a ton of books. You know, I my, my book collection is always, it's it's expanded and contracted, expanded and contracted. Because usually I get to a point where I'm like, man, I can't possibly read all these. And then I start yeah, to whittle. And then I go back into obtain mode. And uh, it's just, all over time, it just constantly is in motion.
2: I, I'm, I'm always filling with I him. haven't read most. of them. Hey, there's another. Oh wait, I have two copies of the Nemesis from Terra, and Collision
1: <laughs> Course. Look at <clears> that. How'd shouldn't that happen? be the, nemeses, then? <laughs> well, the Nemesis? Wow,
3: Nemesis. Yeah, you
1: missed a golden nemesis. opportunity to use the plural form of Nemesis, Jesse. You are <laughs> you are falling down on the job here. Really, I don't know what I'm doing.
0: <laughs> Just a couple weeks ago, I reread uh, Rendezvous with Rama. For the first time in a long time, oh, that's a good one. In a nice old paperback, it was fun.
3: You have to read it. You have to read it two more times, though. Now, Scott. That's right. I promise you everything at <laughs> three. Well, that's threes. the
0: second. That's the second. So I only have one left. One left to read. Don't yeah. read the sequels. Uh, yeah, that's what I've heard.
3: Okay, yeah, I yeah. I read the sequels. They're not good. One uh, thing we <laughs>
2: haven't discussed yet that should be on that Wikipedia entry is uh, the smell.
0: <laughs> oh.
2: Because uh, oh, 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 I'm just
3: a of used books, dude. I'm just sniffing
2: these ace doubles. <laughs> <laughs> oh my! Uh, yeah.
3: Well, 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 yeah, because I, I I recently got a used book in up uh, by I ordered on Amazon before a different reading project, and it was from like the 1980s. And yes, this this used paperback has a smell that my modern books just does that just does not at the the whole bookstore if
2: it's a good used bookstore you go in there it's it has that smell right right? it it smells like old paper and it doesn't smell like cigarettes and it doesn't smell (laughs) like perfume doesn't smell like a scented candle it smells like this sort of the rot of of paper and of glue hardening right
1: there's mildew mixed in there too. Uh, right there. It,
2: not if it's a good used bookstore.
1: Well, okay, sure. I mean, I can tell you. Um, it's got a, the, a,
2: a, the a subtle the, hint of mildew. Of maybe. the
1: mildew odor, um, you guys might want to go to my uh, Twitter um, uh, home, uh, the Fredosphere. Mm-hmm. But I've got a, a photo of a place called Honor Books. Do you guys have? You, do you remember seeing this picture on my? Uh, yes, serve
3: yourself. T- yes.
1: Yes. Serve yourself. Thirty five cents. This is this magical place. And it's about an hour from my house. It's over. Uh, it's in a town called Allen, Michigan. And I would guess that Allen has maybe two or three hundred people in it that, you know, it, it is exactly what people think of when they use the term a wide place in the road. Huh. And on one side of, uh, you know, U.S. U.S. Highway 12. On one side, there's a storefront with has like two storefronts, uh, you know, chained together. Um, you know, it's an old fashioned Italianate um, uh, downtown, which they were trying to get started, and it never went anywhere. Those places are empty. And then someone built with some old boards and plywood. They built a lean-to next to the brick wall on the on that storefront. And they hung up a, – there's a hand-stenciled sign that says Honor Books, serve yourself, 35 cents, 35 mm-hmm. cents. Mm-hmm. And this lean-to – and what's hilarious is they've got a yes, we're open sign set out on the sidewalk in front of it. Well, of course they're open because the place has no door. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> it's a doorway, uh, a like a triple-width door uh, – you know, you could drive a pickup through it, basically. Mm-hmm. And there's no there's no way to close it. So these and there's um, about three or four bookshelves on the inside. Couldn't have more than a couple hundred books in there. Uh, So they're exposed to the you know changing humidity, weather. It's not heated. You know nothing like that. Uh, They are they are in out of the rain at least. So you can say that about it.
3: All the spiders. Is it a rural ruin?
1: I beg pardon. Is it a rural room? Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Definitely counts as, as that. And so you go in there, and it's on the honor system. You can grab whatever books. There's nothing about donating, although I actually did donate a couple books, and uh, I've been there maybe three times total. Uh, and I decided to leave uh, some something that I thought, you know, a, a beloved. I don't remember exactly what it was. I did pick up a copy of Ray Bradbury's... Uh, uh Martian Chronicles. Mm. So they have a microscopic science fiction section in there. <laughs> uh you know, the the twelve or fifteen science fiction books that they've got are all grouped together. And then in the back wall there's a brick there's a brick wall and someone has hammered some slots, you know, and sort of installed these like metal slots. And then there's a hand drawn sign that says, you know, basically put your money here. Is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> and so you slide your quarters and your nickels through this this slot.
2: So it's a it's a vending machine basically. It's a what? It's a vending machine you go inside of.
3: <laughs> I guess so, yeah. <laughs> it sounds very dick-in. I'm sure
1: that if you, you know, if you if there's like there's some kind of triple witching hour where if it's midnight of uh, you know, of a full moon, you know, on the on the 13th day of the 13th month or something and if you slide your money in there and your fingers go in the slot, you can feel these cold fingers touching yours. You know, inside <laughs> that. I don't know where the money is. You're working goes. on a
2: story out for this, clearly. Oh yeah.
1: So um, I, you know, somebody, somebody built that place mm-hmm. and they stocked it with books, and they're keeping it stocked.
2: It's a weird number, oh, who thirty-five that cents. Person? 35 uh, cents it's a weird figure like
3: yeah yeah, where'd that come yeah. up from yeah
2: 25 well, cents you know
1: i've got a quarter in my pocket sure inflation yeah yeah so this person is a hero to me and i i kind of would like to meet them but i almost think it's better not to meet them right that they remain this shadowy figure in my imagination to put this this Little honor system bookstore, used bookstore in this tiny little town. I'm just fascinated. That is a true book lover right there. Uh, That is one of the uh, heroes. uh, uh, Do you have uh, a state uh, tax? I'm sorry?
2: Do you have a state tax? Like, you know. Uh, Yeah, oh yeah. So yeah, it's like, it's, it's, it's so, such a weird phenomenon because, you know, even if I, if I go into the thrift shop, I always bring cash right because uh, first of all i like to carry a little bit of cash but second of all you know when you're buying five dollars worth of books or three dollars worth of books it's not good to use a debit card and rack right. their thing right so yep. 35 cents this is not a this is not a not concern yeah no. uh, but but the fact that they have no staffing issues that's <laughs> not <also, laughs> yeah, right I mean, uh, the thing, uh, what I'm saying about, you know, I used books, sh- uh, like the one that opened up in my neighboring town, I think it's a lesbian couple who opened up a used bookstore. It's a mm-hmm. job. You buy yourself a job. You don't like, it's a dream. You buy the dream, right?
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. I have a
2: used bookstore. I'm going to work. I'm going to have some coffee. I'm going to look at these <laughs> new books that come in and some lady's going to come in and buy some of my uh, romance novels and and then I'm gonna take a lunch break, and and that's literally how I usually see it going down. Is it's usually one dude, right? And then right. maybe he hires yep. somebody for for a day off, um, and that person's not very good at their job, but it's okay because everybody needs employment, and more importantly, they get to work in a book book You're
3: so you're so Canadian, Jesse, by saying that. What everybody <laughs> needs employment. Yeah, 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 and just to like take it for granted. Oh, yes, everybody needs a job. If if you're not competent in America, then you have to pay the price. (laughs) My God.
2: Well, I don't. I don't think Trump is responsible for the decline of used bookstore, oh,
3: but God, I don't see him that.
2: reviving it either.
1: I don't know. He's pretty powerful. I can see him <laughs> waving his hand and he, wiping them out. He's yeah. waving his tiny Basically. hands in the eighties, <laughs> and <laughs> saying,
2: "In the future, nobody will be able to go to OUS used bookstore." <laughs> I don't
3: think so. Oh, We're going way off topic. Let's bring this back. <laughs> So is there
0: anything better than uh, finding like a book seven of like the Martian Chronicles or, or the like uh, I was thinking about burrows, but I remember going on on a hunt for a specific thing. And then, you know, it may take you six months to find it, but then you yeah. finally find it.
1: Yeah. Well, I kept a little scrap of paper in my wallet, which was all a list of about 20 titles that I would always look for all of them every time I went to a used bookstore. And, you know, over time I got about half of them checked off, I think. Yeah.
3: yeah I, cool. I had a digital list for the longest time of like on my computer, like, I, okay, if I'm going to used books, so I'm going to look for this. I'll write down what I need and go and see if I can find it. Yeah. It's just like trying to check things off the list. Now it's just like, let me search on Amazon. Oh, there's a copy. <laughs> I will buy one. There, there is a, there is a it's not used, but there's an out of print book I want badly, but it's so rare. It's not It's not science fiction, and so so unfindable that I keep searching every use, every website that I can to try to find a yeah. copy in vain. It's like I want this book, but it's mm-hmm. it's in in this in this age of instant gratification. I feel like I'm back in the age of going through bookstore after bookstore trying to find this. This this book about New Zealand waterfalls that I want. Oh, mm.
1: I was hoping you'd say it was like a first edition of Moby Dick or something. No,
3: no, <laughs> you know, no, nothing quite so prosaic.
0: <laughs> Love
3: it. Uh, did
2: you no. ever go into a used bookstore with high hopes, look through it for hours, and come out feeling like you've wasted your time, and then? maybe bought something just to make the owner not hate you.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I've never felt like the time was wasted, but I have bought something just, yeah, something I didn't really need.
1: A guilt purchase.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Because it's it's it's, almost like, thank you for having this store.
1: Yeah. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. They should have a tip jar.
2: Uh, When I go into certain stores, like if I go into a Walmart, I don't, uh, not that I go there very often, but every once in a while I am, I don't know. Uh, probably in the last five years, I've been into a Walmart. I don't feel bad, uh, if I don't buy anything. <laughs> um, I, I might even feel good if I don't buy anything. But, um, when I go to my comic book store and this is the experience is very similar to what I had when I was shopping at Jolly Old Books. I feel good when I give them my money. I feel like, uh, I was like, yes, I'm paying more. <laughs> I'm paying more than I pay online. I'm paying more because this is what I get. I get a whole plethora. And I, I, every once in a while, I'll tweet out the picture of new this week. You know, the entire rack of new comic books that came out. Most of which I have no interest in. But that ability to go in and, and see, oh, there's a new, Sergio Aragones grew The Wanderer. I haven't seen that forever. I'm buying that. So happy, right? That experience is so... It's it's basically as close as I can come to the experience of delight when you find an old book. And honestly, a comic book store is a used and new bookstore because they all have back issues, right? It's a very similar experience. Um The difference is... The paperbacks have a different, slightly different smell, um, and the patrons are slightly different, right? <laughs> uh, the, well, you know, the, the older
1: comic books are usually the older comic books are usually kept in cardboard boxes too, so or bins. Yeah, that's and so right, and that, there's a different experience. That duplicates absolutely. the experience too.
2: Yeah, there, there, there there's ex- similarities and differences, but the thing is, is comic book stores are still around, like commonly. You know, pretty much every town has, well, every city has one for sure, right? Um, and it's not identical because the, the people who go in are not the same people. Uh, it, it's weird. You can't tell a reader, right? So that guy, uh, Scott, who s- told you that, uh, Ann McCaffrey can do no wrong. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, you wouldn't know that he was a reader, uh, if you saw him walking down the street, right? Right, and right, that yeah. is, that connection that you make to rando strangers, um, I mean that I feel that's the connection that I have with you guys. Mm-hmm. I, I I've never I, I've I've met Scott physically once, right? <laughs> right, right, Um I never yeah. uh, never met Paul, although I've followed his adventures all over the world and talking to him every week, right? Um, yeah, I, I know Fred uh, from his podcasts and from. From, uh, oh, man, Twitter, basically. Of, uh, basically. Yeah, mm-hmm. Twitter. But I, I listened, I was going through that, uh, protecting Project Pulp. You narrate a lot of them, right? And I was
1: like, wow. Yeah. It was easy, easier to just do the narration myself than recruit some volunteers. Yeah. yeah. You know?
2: So that, that experience of like the, the thing that we all have in common is that we like books, right? That's how mm. we met each other is because we all like books and that connection is. Kind of like the connection you can have with somebody, uh, however fleeting in a books, bookshop, when you see the stack of stuff that they're collecting, right? Um, but the difference Mm -hmm. is, um, you can, you can, uh, it is generally fleeting, right? (laughs) If you meet some dude who's got a nice stack of books and you say, I read that one, that's really good. You're going to like that, right? Um, that, Mm -hmm. that just little piece of advice, that little, uh, lovely thing that's all is it's dying like tears in the rain right because of the death of used used books bookshops and maybe they're gonna make a comeback maybe they're gonna be uh flourishing the way they were but uh i don't think paperbacks are as flourishing as they were either i think it had i think it really had a lot to do with the flourishing of the paperbacks and that I really, I I don't want to understate how important it is to me that most of the books that I was collecting and interested in were either written before I was born or while I was unable to read them because I was so young, right? Mm, An uncle says, you should read this book, and it's a book that came out in the 60s. It's available to me at a used bookstore somewhere. That's amazing. And yeah, and that is not the experience of going into the the new bookstore, um, and and it's not the experience of even somebody recommending you know William Hope Hodgson today on the internet and saying you should read William Hope Hodgson's The House on the Borderland, because that's not the serendipitous ex- experience of seeing the legacy of a whole commercial system sort of upturned on its head, where it used to be these were all new paperbacks. Now, and they were on newsstands and at, at drugstores and spinner racks, right, for people to buy. Uh, when I got into collecting um, uh, gold medal paperbacks, which are not science fiction, they're um, crime, basically. Old Richard Stark novels and stuff like that. The the, mm-hmm. the thinness of those volumes is incredible. Like these 60, uh, they're 60 cents maybe, and they're from the 60s. And they, they're they're so thin. They're maybe 110 pages or something like that. And you pick Mm -hmm. that up and you can read that in an afternoon. And it's, it's just a whirlwind kind of experience you don't get. And I sort of used to complain about this with Scott all the time is, you know, books are too thick these days, right? (laughs) So 600 pages. That's a standard now. No, I want a hundred page book when I, when I, first read uh james m kane in paperback and i found i don't know where i found them but they were at a used bookstore reading james m kane it was like oh my god it's it's so spartan it's so spare you're reading it it's like chapter one's over in three pages and it's only six chapters something like that right and it feels like it just has so much in there and that whole experience of reading a book that came out in the 50s that's a reprint of something in the 30s or the 40s um it's, it's going away and we're having some other thing replacing it with, uh, you know, Goodreads and Amazon and, and podcasts and audiobooks and Audible and all that stuff. It's, it's being replaced. So I think it's very important that people, if they have a chance, go, go to a used bookstore and experience <laughs> that smell. Uh,
3: mm-hmm. You may not know this before, before if you live in Canada. But to, you, you guys all know about Black Friday and Cyber Monday and all that mm-hmm, stuff. Mm-hmm. Today in the U.S., it's officially Small Business Saturday. And mm. what is a used bookstore if not a small business?
0: Yeah,
2: it's a hobby. <laughs> <laughs> it's a hobby is, that's been increasingly unaffordable.
0: <laughs> this has been the SFF Audio Podcast. Please join us at www.sffaudio.com. And thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this podcast, consider becoming a patron at patreon.com/sffaudio. Uh,
1: I have seen very it.
3: stylized, very yeah. much a thing of its thing. Yeah, did remember? it
1: get the Academy Award? Probably. They like to reward stuff. Um,
3: that's a qu- eh, yes, it did win Best Picture that year. But there have been worst Best Picture winners in Oscar <laughs> history. So, you know. Yeah, so
2: They're God. not good at picking winners. <laughs> I don't <laughs> know what one you're movie, about. Those
1: one people movie are scientists. <laughs> of course they pick the right picture every time.
0: One movie that did not win the best picture was Mel Brooks's silent movie. You guys remember that? <laughs> oh, oh yes.
3: yes. Oh, yeah. But yeah, but yeah, in that the was not in case he was doing stuff like High Anxiety and stuff. Yes, yes. Yeah, I
0: like that I Mel enjoyed Brooks. it.
2: Yeah,
1: he's yeah. Funny. Even even <laughs> his weak movie. movies
3: are pretty good.
0: Yeah. Yep.
2: I don't know about that either.
1: I went back and saw um, Blazing Saddles having not seen it when I should have. <laughs> Uh-oh. As a teenager. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I, no, I think so that's a weak disgust. movie, but it's still pretty funny. <laughs> what a movie. Utterly crazy lacking in humor or charm. Uh, you know, too like, good. Baby kind. Yeah. What a piece of garbage. What about the producers? You got to like the producers. <laughs> that was okay. Yeah. <laughs> How about wow. History of the World Part One? I never saw that one.
0: Uh, that's pretty funny. Yeah, that's, that's where, pretty good. uh That's where he's Moses and he comes off the. The mountain with three tablets with five commandments each. <laughs> and then he on drops it. one. And he drops, <laughs> and he, drops one. he says, I have these 15. And he drops one and it shatters 10, <laughs> 10, 10. 10 commandments. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. oh, love it. It's <laughs> good. He's funny. he's funny. He's super funny. Spaceballs.
2: I haven't seen Spaceballs since it came out. I remember being very disgruntled about it. But uh, um, when uh, Paul and I did that <coughs> show on Alien... There's a sequence. Uh, is it in Spaceballs or is it in? I might be in uh, Airplane Two. No, it's uh, in
3: Space. No, it's in it where in The Spaceballs? alien comes, comes out of John Hurt's stomach again. Yeah, yes, that's John Hurt's at the
2: bar wearing his same shirt. <laughs> he's eating lunch. He's having a great time. <laughs> and the alien pops out of his chest and says,
0: "Hello, my darling Emma."
3: And poor John Hurt says, "Not again."
0: <laughs> oh shoot! Oh, we can't forget Young Frankenstein. Young Frankenstein is is a masterpiece. Frankenstein, I love that. That's right, Frankenstein. Frankenstein,
3: thank you. What
0: hump? That's right.
2: That's a that is a masterpiece. In fact, um, what's so wonderful about that film is uh, not just being funny. It actually is. It tells you something about the original story. Is that the real problem? The the error in Frankenstein. Is that he's not a compassionate dad, mm. right? He's, he's neglectful. Exactly. right? And that's why when you see things sort of work out better, <laughs> <it's>, <laughs> it helps you understand the original, the original book better. Yeah. And yeah. that's a compliment. There you go. All right. Um, I am going to look up. I've never uh, been to a used bookstore. I'm just look it up what? on Wikipedia. you have
3: never been to <laughs> <laughs> You gotta be kidding, Jesse.
2: Wikipedia here. He's- Used star. Yep, there's a Wikipedia entry. I'm good to go. <laughs> oh, it's not very long. Oh it might be a short show.
3: Oh, God. All right. Yeah. Hey, hey, j- oh, oh, I'll save that for the podcast. Never mind. Yep.
2: So uh, let's see how we do this. Um, it's got to be... I, here's my guest now. It's Jesse, Paul, Scott, Fred. That I'm not sure right. I beat
3: I, I'm, I'm I think not sure you're I,
2: I,
0: think I think you, have you more. I think you probably have. I think you have more now. I
3: think I, fu- I passed you. Uh, that's, I th- that, I'm that's sure of that that's strange. That's wonderful.
1: So change. this is all time, not recent then. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> yeah, I think
0: <laughs> that's <laughs> how it works. Okay.
2: Like if it's recent,
1: it's a no brainer. Well that gives also. me more time yeah. to do my little flourish, which of course I can't resist doing oh, so. Speaking of
2: flourishings, um uh I I had an idea. Um I wanted to throw by you after I threw by Steen, my
0: guru when it comes to you're your esteemed, your esteemed, esteemed companion.
2: Yes, my buddy Steen, who uh, <laughs> figured out how to make two podcasts on one website. Um, uh, Fred, what would you think about uh, putting all those uh, protecting Project Pulp's back online? Um,
1: Absolutely, and okay. it's uh, Creative Commons, so you don't even need my permission. Dude.
2: Well, there's some that are like, um, you know, modern authors.
1: Uh, there are two actually. One uh, definitely the um, Tim Powers story, but it, we, we, you know, we didn't have a contract. There were no lawyers involved, so yeah, it was. I don't want to. This story will only be used for the the PPP podcast, right?
2: So, uh, we so can put them as all long alone? as
1: it's still embedded in that file, I don't know why you couldn't. I mean, there's absolutely no limit on 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 our ability to distribute that. Right. Okay. So, we so can, I think the only limit is that you can't chop that file up and take right, the right, story right, out of it. Right. how right. I would interpret that.
2: Okay. So, what I think we'll do then is we won't make an RSS feed because um, we actually don't want to strain the resources too much because... Uh, right now we're, I was talking to Steen about this, right? We're teetering on the edge of having to pay more. Um, yeah. but, but if we put it up as a static sort of page, cause it's yeah. not like there's new content coming out, right? We could right. put it, uh, sort of embedded in the background and then it won't get lost in the way, like it's not on archive.org, right? So the only files I have are the ones that I personally have, which is like one. And then the ones you sent me, which are, I think, 51 to 111.
1: Um, Okay. Well, I have the rest.
2: Yeah, I need to get the rest from you. Um, But I I did sort of go through and pull all the details, like the story names and the narrator names, from the um, the archive uh, Wayback Machine.
1: That's great. Yeah. So I, some I, of I, that information I wish I had. <laughs> well, it's, uh, you know, I didn't. I, I had, no had a spreadsheet, evidence. but yeah. it was owned by Tony C. Smith. And then one day he just deleted it. And, I, oh, I wanted that. data.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I had a similar problem with Scott, but we, we, we got it back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, the, sca- the podcast schedule was deleted and
1: then uh,
0: it, it's only only on for the- like an hour. Yeah,
1: Yeah, but it <laughs> it was freaking it out. They heard the sound of millions of voices crying out in horror and then suddenly silence.
0: There I, was definitely a disturbance in the forest, but we, <laughs> we put that thing back together.
2: Yeah, it's, it's, it's still I, around. I
0: retrieved it.
2: It says it's in the narrator's, oh, not narrator's, it's in the owner's trash. Every time <clears> I go to Google. No,
0: it's actually, it's not in my trash. It says it it's, is. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah,
2: and, and like, yeah. it's going to be deleted. I'm like, good. Because I want it gone. Because every time I type in Google Docs or Google, uh-huh.
0: it pops up. Oh, if you want it gone, I'll get rid of it. No, 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 no. Okay. It'll it'll get
2: de- deleted on its own eventually. But uh, someday. Yeah. All right. So I uh, got the Wikipedia entry for used bookstores. Uh, we got the <laughs> the order. I think we're ready to go.
3: Well, so 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 the order is. You me Scott Okay, okay. I just I just wanna do it properly. I didn't wanna
2: I can confirm it. Let me just check. I go Oh no, this is fine. Yep.
3: Okay. I didn't want to
0: Oh, okay. I'm ready. No no way. Yeah we go. You're good.